This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. This is a story about Jesus, who after he healed uh, Lazarus, was avoiding the masses and taking a roundabout trip where he would go on the borderline between Samaria and Galilee. Let's read what happened on this trip. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus! Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this example, this story that uh, actually happened of how you showed your compassionate love to helpless, hopeless lepers who needed healing. And Lord, thank you for this one especially who returned and gave you thanks. May we, like him, always be mindful of you. May we remember to give thanks to you daily. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the title of today's message, Remember to Give Thanks to the Lord Daily. We just had a holiday called Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving is a time when we gather around the table and we count our blessings and we give thanks to God, but how about giving thanks to God daily on a regular basis? And why should we do that? I'm going to give you five good reasons why we should Give thanks to the Lord daily. The first is that the Lord cares about you. The second is that you have been cleansed. The third is that when we give thanks, we're acknowledging God's gifts, that they have come from him. The fourth is that forgetfulness, forgetting to give thanks, results in futility. And we're going to get into that point. And the fifth is, that when we give thanks, we receive faith's full reward. 
Let's look at that uh, as it's in our text. First of all, why should we give thanks to the Lord daily? Because the Lord cares about you. Notice that while Jesus was traveling the borderline between Galilee and Samaria, he comes to a village where 10 lepers see him at a distance and they start going towards him. But according to the law of Leviticus, they are to keep their distance. And back then, if you had leprosy, which was a form of skin disease, which would cause the members of your body to become numb to pain and eventually start rotting and falling off, you had to call out in advance, Lep leper, leper. You had to tell people you were unclean and you could not go into synagogue, you couldn't worship, you couldn't socialize with people. So no wonder these 10 men um, overcame social um, barriers because Jews did not associate with Samaritans, and one of them was a Samaritan. They didn't care because misery loves company. So the 10 lepers who were the social outcasts of their day see Jesus, and they come to stay that respectful distance from Jesus, and they cry out, Jesus! And when they say, Master, they are saying something much more than you and I realize. They're saying, Chief Commander. This is like saying, Jesus is my Commander-in-Chief. In other words, I believe Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth and under earth. Jesus is Lord of all. These lepers are exhibiting a faith that they believe Jesus is in charge. Commander chief, chief commander, have pity on us. Now the word for pity is the word for um, guts. We think that when a person has compassion on someone, they are caring for them from their heart. But the Hebrew concept is that they're caring from their guts. I love you from the bottom of my guts, is what they would say. And so, will Jesus have pity on them? Will he love them at a gut level? And the answer is, of course he will. That's because Jesus loves people. Jesus values people. Jesus cares for people. And you are people. He loves you. He cares about you. You matter to him. And this is so important. Why can we give thanks? Because the Lord says we care. He cares about us. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Cast your cares upon him, for he cares about you. And Jesus gives this invitation in Matthew eleven, twenty-eight to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We all have a problem. We all have a need. It may not be as serious as leprosy, 
some form of skin cancer or problem that is uh, causing our body to fall apart, or maybe it is that serious. Whether it's not that serious or very serious, whatever difficulty you have, the Lord is approachable. He wants you to come to him and say, Lord, I've got a problem. I have a need. I'm struggling. Be honest. Come to the Lord. Why? Because he's not going to yell at you or make you feel stupid. He's not going to reject you or push you away. He's going to say, I'm glad you came to me. You have no idea how much I love you and how much I want, I really want to help you in your point of need. Do you see the Lord as loving and caring and welcoming? That's who he is. And that's who we thank him for being. Secondly, we are to thank the Lord daily because we have been cleansed. Now, I remember, let me read the story and then we'll talk about it. When he saw them at a distance, the lepers, he said, go show yourselves to the priest, because that was what was required by the Leviticus, um, by the book of Leviticus, that if you were healed of leprosy, you had to show the priest who would clear you so that you were declared clean and you could worship at the synagogue again. He said, go show yourself to the priest, and as they went, they were cleansed. So in other words, they were at a distance. They believed he was the chief commander. He said, go to the priest and you will be cleansed. And as they were going to the priest, by faith, the leprosy, the skin disease, disappeared. Does anyone remember the Old Testament story about Naaman the leper? It's in uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. It says Naaman was a great commander and he accomplished a lot of things and his uh, you know, resume was an arm long of all of his accomplishments, but he was a leper. Oh no. He had everything going for him, but he had now this skin disease that caused him to be separated from all society. And eventually he met Elisha who said, dip yourself seven times in the Jordan and you will be made well. But you know what kept uh, Naaman from dipping himself in the Jordan seven times? Pride. He's like, hey, we've got better rivers back home where I can't come from. And the servant said to him, weren't you willing to pay anything to be better? And all you have to do is dip yourself seven times in the river Jordan? He says, okay, I might as well give it a try. So he dips himself the first time and he's still seething because he has better rivers there and his pride is still. But then as he dips himself the fifth time, his heart is getting more hopeful. Maybe there is a God. Maybe he can heal me. And he dips himself the sixth time and he's thinking, oh, I am desperate for healing anything to heal me from this leprosy. And then when he dips himself the seventh time, he comes out and he looks at his skin and he sees the leprosy completely gone. 
His skin was softer than a baby's behind. His skin was rejuvenated. He was healed by God. These lepers experienced that same miraculous kind of healing from Jesus, and they took it by faith. And the priests cleared them and declared them clean. No longer did they have to be isolated and rejected by society. They were cleaned. You know, you and I have a disease called sin. And that sin is killing us and will take us to hell. But when we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the shed blood of Jesus washes all of our sins away. We're forgiven. We're cleansed through faith in Jesus Christ. We should be giving thanks on a daily basis that we're cleansed. When the disciples came back, they said, wow, we were able to cast out demons and heal people in your name. And Jesus said, that's nothing. I saw Satan fall from, this, from heaven like a lightning bolt. You should rejoice and give thanks that your name is written in the book of life. That's what really matters. If you've trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your name is written in the book of life, the citizenship role of heaven in the red blood of Jesus. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Your name is written in the book of life. You should be thankful every day for that. The scriptures say, after listing all the sins that people could get involved in, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6.11, such were some of you. You all were at one time dirty, rotten sinners. But you are washed now. But you are sanctified now. But you are justified now in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of our God. Praise the Lord. He washed us of our sins. He made us holy with his righteousness. And we've been set right in the eyes of God just as if we had never sinned. Thank you, Jesus, for your finished work on our behalf. Titus 3, 5, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and the renewing by the Holy Spirit. It's not by works, but by grace we've been saved. We should thank the Lord for him cleansing us of all unrighteousness. Hebrews 9, 14, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. Not only have we been washed from dead works, we've been purified, purchased by the precious blood of Jesus so that we could live for him and reflect him in this lifetime. Now, how do we show that appreciation for the cleansing we have in Jesus? 1 John is very insightful. 1 John 1, 7 says, if we walk in the light, light means in the holiness of God. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we walk in the holiness of, of God as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus continuously 
cleanses us. If, you're, if you love the Lord and you know you're forgiven, you want to live for the Lord, and as you keep your eyes on Him and be holy as He's holy, the blood of Christ keeps on cleansing. Now, what if you fail? What if you sin? What if you blow it? 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins... He's faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So be honest. Admit to God, I've blown it, and thank him for, your, for his forgiveness. And how much does he cleanse us of? Some forgiveness, some sins, a few sins? No, all of our sins. Third, we're to give thanks to God daily because thanks acknowledges God's gifts. I want you to notice what happened to this Samaritan, this one leper who came back to give thanks to Jesus. It says, one of them. How many were there? There were ten. One of them, when he saw he was healed, when he realized a miracle had happened in his life, he turned around, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at the feet of Jesus and he thanked the Lord. Even though he was a Samaritan. He's not Jewish. He's that mixture of, um, of a foreigner with a Jewish person and uh, the Jews didn't get along with the Samaritans and um, put them down because they did not worship in the temple in Jerusalem. And so a Samaritan coming to know the Lord or thanking the Lord was not only a spectacle, unusual, but it was a put down that how is it that a Samaritan comes thanking the Lord and not a Jew comes back to, to thank the Lord? It shows us the grace of God. Whether you grew up in a religious, with a religious background, with a church, you know, history, or you never put a foot in the church like a Samaritan, the Lord loves you and accepts you and welcomes you. And you can come back and give him thanks. So, notice Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and what? Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Acknowledge what God has done in your life. Give him thanks. Isaiah 12, 4 and 5. And on that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the people, make them remember that his name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Was that Samaritan quiet about his thankfulness? No. He was loud and demonstrative in showing how grateful he was for the Lord's touch in his life. And this is a very good story about David. When David asked for a collection to give, people gave generously. And he says this prayer. 
he says to the Lord, both riches and honor come from you. You rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. Do you hear what David is saying? He is saying, God, you alone are our source and supplier. We acknowledge that all good and perfect gifts continuously come down from you, and we want to thank you. Do you thank God for the gifts that he has given to you? And then fourth, and this is a very important and profound point I felt must be made. Forgetfulness, forgetting to give thanks, results in futility. And I'm going to show this to you in a moment. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner, the least expected guy to come back and give thanks, comes back and gives thanks, and there's nobody else? Why did the other nine forget? Well, now that I'm healed, I can get on with my life. I can be focused on whatever I want to do. I'm going to move on. And they took their gift for granted and rejected the giver of the gift. Now watch this. In Romans 1, 21, it says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. And what happened? Their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Do you see what happens when you forget to give thanks? You become dull in appreciating the gifts of God and the greatness of God. You start substituting things for God. The creature instead of the creator. You get things upside down and backwards. You've got to give credit where credit is due. You've got to give glory and thanks to the Father or else you become an ingrate, an ungrateful person. Now watch this. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, Peter had just listed virtues that you want to grow in. And he says, if you give yourself to growing in these virtues, these Christ-like virtues, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have these virtues, who's not, the person who's not growing spiritually, is nearsighted and blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their sins. 
So if you forget to give thanks, if you forget to live for the Lord who loves you and gave life to you, you will take everything for granted. And you will forget that he who has been forgiven much loves much. And you will feel like, ah, I haven't been forgiven much, and you don't love much either. So this is why it's important to remember to give thanks to the Lord daily. Again, forget not all his benefits. And then finally, thanks receives faith's reward. When the Samaritan came back and he thanked Jesus for healing him, notice what Jesus said to him. Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Physical healing is a good thing, but spiritual healing is the most important thing. Because he came back and he came to Jesus and he thanked him for his physical healing, he believed on the Lord Jesus and he was spiritually healed. He was saved. Thanks receives faith's full reward. Imagine the Lord blesses you, you thank him. The Lord blesses you again, you thank him. The Lord blesses you again, you forget to thank him. The Lord blesses you again, you forget to thank him. How much the Lord wants to just pour out upon you if you'll just look upon him and thank him. We don't know the half of all God has in store for us. He wants to fill our cup and overflow it. If only we'll receive it with gratitude. Last Sunday, as you all were leaving and shaking my hand, Esther said to me, you know, when you have an open palm to receive from the Lord, you also have to grab it. I like that, Esther. That when you have an open palm, an attitude of receptivity, thanking the Lord, instead of a fist shaking at the Lord and grumbling against him. When you have an open hand and you thank him, when he puts... It in your gift, into your palm, you close your fingers and you say, thank you. And when you thank him, it becomes fully yours. There's a story in John Bunyan, or excuse me, yes, John Bunyan, Pilgrim's Progress, where he talks about Ruck, the uh, Ruck maker. And here he is with a rake, uh, raking, muddy leaves continuously, just looking down at the mud and the leaves and constantly raking them. And in this picture that John Bunyan portrays, there's an angel poised above his head waiting to crown him if he'll only look up to the Lord. But where's his focus? It's on the yuck and the mud. Look up! Give thanks! The Lord wants to crown you with salvation and blessing and goodness. He wants you to give him thanks and praise. So why should we remember to give thanks to the Lord daily? It's because the Lord cares about you. It's because you've been cleansed through the blood of Jesus. It's because when you give thanks, you acknowledge God is your source and supplier. He's the gift giver. It's because... To be forgetful to give thanks dulls and darkens 
your mind and your life. And when you give thanks, you receive the full blessing of faith's reward. The Lord wants to crown you. Let's pray. Lord, right now, there's some of us who are under heavy conviction. We realize that we have not thanked you. We realize that we have been ingrates and ungrateful for uh, your many blessings. And we're sorry for not thanking you. Lord, forgive us for not being aware and sensitive to the fact that every good and perfect gift continuously comes from you, from your hand. You are the source and supplier, and we give you thanks. Lord, we are thankful. We are so thankful that you care for us. We're so thankful that we're cleansed from our sins by the blood of Jesus. We're so thankful that you are working in our lives, and we want to be aware of that. So Lord, though Thanksgiving is over as a holiday, may it ever be an attitude and a right season in our lives to practice Thanksgiving on a daily basis. And thank you most of all that our names are written in the book of life. We praise you for your amazing grace. Amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.